This is Jennifer Nickel Victor. I'm an associate professor of political science in the Shar School of Policy and Government at George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia. And I'm here talking with Seth Maskett. Hi, this is Seth Maskett. I am a professor of political science and director of the Center on American Politics at the University of Denver. So Seth and I have been asked to talk about democratic decline. And I want to start by um, Seth, I thought we should talk about the sort of institutional side and then the norms side of democracies. And on the institutional side, two big themes come to mind. One is this terrific new book by uh, Suzanne Mettler and Robert Lieberman, where they talk about the four pillars of democracy and the, the threats to democracy that we see now. And then the other is the political scientists at Brightline Watch at Dartmouth who are measuring some of this stuff. Um, so on, on this institutional side, the four threats to democracy that um, people talk about as being really pivotal for democracies declining have to do with partisan polarization, conflict over um, who gets to be called a citizen or who gets to participate in politics, um, economic inequality, a rise in economic inequality, and executive aggrandizement. And what they point out in their book is that while throughout the U.S. history there have been other um, instances of threats to democracy in one of these areas, like there was polarization in the early 1800s and there was executive aggrandizement in, you know, around the time of FDR. Never before has the United States um, been in a period where there were all four threats simultaneously happening. And so that's where we are in 2020. We've got extreme partisan polarization that started in Congress and among elites and now is all among a bunch of people, <laughs> the masses. And we've got all this conflict over immigration and who gets to vote and who gets to participate. And we've got extreme income inequality and so forth. So anyway, I'm, I'm now filibustering this whole thing. <laughs> but you can jump in and tell me where I'm wrong. So no, I'll jump in here at this point. Just, you know, some of the framework I've been thinking of this in uh, comes from, uh, you know, it sort of focuses on democratic norms. Um, and I was really, I found very influential uh, the book How Democracies Die uh, by Steve Levitsky and Daniel Ziblatt, uh, which came out in 2019. Um, and they really focus on, you know, the, the, basically the set of norms that people within a successful democracy tend to practice, such as, you know, they, one important norm is forbearance, that is a party doesn't do everything that it has within its power. Um, you know, a great example of this might be, uh, you know, Mitch McConnell deciding to uh, not have a have a uh, confirmation hearings for Barack Obama's uh, uh, final Supreme Court nominee, simply because he had the power to do that. Um, and, uh, you know, Ziblatt and Levitsky also talk about other uh, norms falling apart. Um, you know, such as basically, uh, you know, each party seeing other parties as having a right to be there, as having a right to participate in the system. And, you know, those are just sort of, these are just things to watch for in a democracy. And, and if these things start to fall, if these norms start to fall by the wayside, there's a move toward authoritarianism. Um, I think, you know, I don't, I don't know how to sort of summarize America's position in this. We're thinking about it in 2020. But one thing you might see is that there, I'd say there's, pretty definitely been an erosion of, dem of both, you know, democratic institutions and democratic norms in the country. Um, on the good side, we have so much further still to fall. Uh, I don't know if you'd agree with that. Yeah, no, I think that's right. I mean, I think we definitely can see, we can see the threats and we can see how the institutional threats and the, and the norms are 
um, reinforcing one another. So polarization is leading to decline of democratic norms. And as polarization gets worse, the more norm violation you get and, and the whole thing becomes this almost like self-reinforcing decline of democracy that is, is rather frightening. But I think it's, it's fair to say that while we're on a downward trajectory, and I think most scholars who are watching this stuff closely would agree with that, um, it doesn't have to stay on that trajectory. But that's to say that the only way we could get out of that trajectory would be to, to affect some of the institutional or systemic causes that got us here in the first place. And I'm concerned that I don't see very many politicians talking about those things. I don't hear people talking about you know, how to solve polarization through income inequality or campaign finance reform or strengthening parties or making changes to fair use laws in the media or I don't know, there are policy oriented things. There's also institution oriented things that I feel like could expand democracy in ways that could get us out of some of this minority rule kind of trip that we're in right now. And there doesn't seem to be a lot of momentum for that stuff. So I find that also really concerning. I would agree with that. I, I would say also, I think a lot of people who've expressed concerns about this point a finger at Donald Trump. And yes, he is a definite cause of some of this. I mean, certainly his rhetoric is, is very anti-democratic at times and very authoritarian. Um, but there's a suggestion there that, well, if, if he is somehow removed from the picture, if he loses an election, uh, then the system is just kind of fixes itself. And we were already heading in this direction before his election. And, and in many ways, you know, his nomination was already was kind of a symptom of the problem, not really the cause of it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And getting rid of Donald Trump isn't going to necessarily put us on the right path. I mean, it'll be better than not continuing with Donald Trump. Biden <laughs> would be better than that. But we still got a lot of, as Kamala Harris has said, we got to do the work. Agreed.